0: You're listening to Likely Story on Sunrise Robot. We thrive on the support of our listeners. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net slash support.
1: Double digits, y'all. This is Shelby, your
0: suburban convert. And I'm your other host, Polly, and I'm not funny enough to come up with a cool nickname. It's disappointing. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Spur the moment. <laughs>
0: um, we need to work
1: on this. Uh, listeners, tweet to us if you have an idea for Polly's nickname. It can change every time. It's just something I came up with. Spur of the moment, again.
0: <laughs> so, a lot.
1: yeah, tweet to us at PollyNK or Shelby Elizabeth with your ideas.
0: Awesome. Um, So before we get started, we have a couple things that we have to follow up from last time. Number one, our new DVR setup that we were so excited about (laughs) does not do a feature that we said it does. Yes. It does not rewind shows to the beginning if you enter them in the middle.
1: Yes. It only rewinds to the point at which you turned to that program. Yes. So had we spent more than (laughs) 10 hours total having
0: a DVR, I think we probably both would have known that. But we were just so excited. It was so fancy. I just assumed that it did that. I know. There are DVRs out there that do do that. This is not that. I've seen it advertised. Okay. This is not that one. It is still fancy
1: because the other day I forgot to set a couple shows and I could set my DVR from my computer. Yes. At Well, I was at work, let's be honest. (laughs) Um, That's crazy fancy. So that's still cool. It is. It's not as cool as we thought, but it's it's a pretty nice feature. Okay. Um, I had another follow-up item, too, in addition to the DVR. (laughs) So um, our big rumor item last time was the potential of a Gilmore Girls reunion. Oh, I so
0: hope it happens.
1: And um, one of our... (laughs) lovely listeners uh susan posed a question to us which was if there were a reunion like what would the premise be like why would they be getting back together to do uh, like a movie length reunion um do you have i have very specific ideas <laughs> um what are yours or should i go first? i think you should go first <laughs> <laughs> okay so i have a couple ideas and Each one I came up with, immediately following, came up with a different idea. So I have a few. So my first idea is that Jess – hashtag Jess – Uh, Hashtag Team Jess, is what I meant. Yeah, Team Jess. Uh, So Jess and Rory get married. Woohoo! And that, like, she went on the campaign trail, like planned at the end of the last season, and she has a great career. And then she runs across Jess again, like, while she's out on the campaign trail or something, while he's doing his cool, like, writer thing in New York. And they do long distance for a little while. And then Jess moves to wherever Rory is living and has her, like, great career because, you know, girl power. Of course. Um, So that was my one idea. I think that's that's a solid idea. I support that. And then the other one was that it's actually Luke and Lorelai who are getting married. And so that brings everyone (laughs) back. But in that scenario in my head, Rory and Jess still get together. (laughs) So I think we just know that I really wanted them to, like, be happy forever together. And work it out. Yeah. Forever. Forever and ever, because they're adorable. They
0: are. Okay. So, um, yeah. What were your ideas? I think that they would throw a curveball at us and have her not... To have her either with someone that we've never, ever met before yeah, or to not be with anyone at all. Yeah. And to just be, like, and I girl think power. That's, yeah. I think that's fair. Like, it doesn't have to be for, like, a marriage, obviously, because
1: yeah. not everyone does that. It's cool. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted it to be Rory and Jess. I want it to be Rory and
0: Jess, too. I'm just trying to be practical. Okay. Well, we'll find out because we still don't actually know if that really it is. It better happening. happen. I'm too invested for it to not happen. The whole story's
1: kind of played out in my head. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. that wasn't like, good because, you know, maybe we, again, got me thinking about it. we
0: like to submit our ideas to producers of shows like House of Cards. So <laughs> yeah. maybe we should submit our ideas. I'll just, to, I'll write it up real quick. Yeah. Perfect. Send it over. Be like, hey guys, we've thought this through. Yeah. We know how this should go. Yeah. Here it is. Okay. Here's a couple options too.
1: Cool. So um, if anyone has any other thoughts um, other than uh, Susan and also David Lyons um, shared some of his thoughts on Twitter and he was hating on Jess and I don't want to get into it because it's ridiculous. Also, I can like see my sister like listening to this and her face scrunching up and being like oh no Jess team Logan all the way she loves Logan no you can't love Logan I can she right now she is listening to this and she is shaking her head going yeah Logan nope Logan not she probably doesn't like you right now
0: (laughs) well we're gonna have some problems then sorry
1: Sarah but we're gonna move along because hashtag team Jess
0: team Jess (laughs)
1: all right in I don't know Better love story news. <laughs> that's not a good segue. The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. Doing
0: crazy things on The Bachelorette. do Um So this has already been one of the best Bachelorettes I've ever watched. Really? Because Caitlin is so candid and will put herself into situations that previous Bachelors and Bachelorettes just wouldn't do. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Like, what... What
1: specific one comes to mind that you're thinking of,
0: so it was a group well, there's a couple, yeah, um actually, there's a lot <laughs> <laughs> basically the whole show shelby <laughs> um, so there's a lot with um so koopa he yeah. left us, I think he left us two, two episodes. episodes ago mm-hmm. um and there was this really awkward dynamic between them where he like thought that there was thought that there was um like, issues, and he wasn't feeling it, and he, like, got in her face a little bit and was like, am I only oh, on the show yeah. because I'm a black guy, essentially? Um And she was like, no, I thought we had great chemistry. I remember that we talked about your music and how that was a passion, and, like, and just listed everything, and he kept going on and on. Yeah. And finally, she was just like, this isn't what I want. Like, like, I don't like this. This isn't good. Yeah. So he left and then kind of had a... um." Like a scene with the producers outside. call
1: it a meltdown. Yeah. I think a meltdown is an appropriate description of
0: the childish behavior that happened out there. She left her interview to like go insert herself into that situation and to be like, you need to go now. Like this is,
1: this is absurd. Because he was like
0: out there yelling Mm -hmm. at the producers and she could hear him from inside. I've never seen another bachelor or bachelorette handle something like that that way. Yeah. Another situation um, was on a group date, Clint, who got the first one-on-one date. Yes. We'll talk a little bit more about Clint later. Uh, yes, we will. Um, he, like, decided that he wasn't going to interact with her anymore. Oh, he didn't want to chase her. Yeah. He was like, he we had her a- to come after him. Yeah. he's like, we we had our date. Like, it's time. it's time for her to come after me. So at the end of the group date, she comes back from, like, the last, like, one-on-one time that she had with the guy, sits down, and was like, so, Clint, you just didn't talk to me, so I don't know what that's all about. And I'm like, oh, and okay. And he just, like, <laughs> stared in the opposite direction, and she was just like, all right, like,
1: I am noticing these things. Yeah. Like, this is... That's true. Writing yeah. this down. She, she does call people out. and Yeah. It feels a little bit more genuine. Like, even if it's awkward or,
0: like, oh, that you shouldn't have done. Yeah, like, <laughs> why would you go out and talk to Koopa again? But yeah. she does. And I think that's just going to, with the promos that we're seeing, that's going to continue to yeah. happen as we move forward. So I just I just really like her. Um, so I just have to say that um, the last two episodes, the Douchebag Award goes to Clint. Clint! Yes. And J.J. gets a, is an Ugh. honorable mention.
1: Which is gross. J.J.'s so the one gross. one of the ones from Denver. Yeah.
0: Not representing well.
1: I, I mean, what, like, do you, is your take that this is so, okay, let me back up for a second. So other than Clint ignoring her and just kind of being like, yeah, I'm not really into her, <laughs> um, then he also decided that he was into J.J., And so he's decided that he now loves JJ. Pretends. And there is a lot of footage of them hanging out a lot (laughs) and very close. (laughs) And it is, like, the rest of the guys in the house are just like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, it's cool, whatever, but, like, why are you here? Like, you don't need to be here if you two guys like each other and you found each other. There's right. no need for you to be on the show trying to win the love of this other girl. No, um, but you think it's all just a publicity stunt? Oh, it's sign all and like-
0: publicity, um, all publicity. So the promo for that, this, the most recent episode, like had this and was like a, a love affair has bloomed between two guy, ga- you know, two guys, two male contestants. And at first, I was like cool yeah like oh we're finally addressing there's another way to live your life and other people to love great progressive of you abc (laughs) um but then i've also read other pieces like a tmz article was like this is no like this is a publicity stunt they're giving them like these people clint in particular because clint's doing most of the talking with this jj's not quite as vocal about it yeah that's true um is using this as propaganda to like keep himself around and to get camera time. He yeah. knows that by saying these things that he's going to get screen time. And he has gotten a lot. And he has. It yeah. works. I mean, it's yeah. totally worked. The producers clearly are playing right into it cause they promoed all of this. Yeah. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And he said, he's like, I'm not here for Caitlin. This isn't going to work. I'm here for JJ now. Yeah, And, like, J.J., even though I think he's douchey McDoucherson as well, I think actually does – I don't want to say cares about Caitlyn, but he's there to win Caitlyn. He's there to win. Yeah. And Caitlyn's the way to win, so that's why yeah. he's there for her.
1: Yeah. I think so um, – this ties into an, another point I know you wanted to talk about, um, but so with them, the ending of that episode, Ugh. basically she had had – some one on one time at the like cocktail hour or whatever mm-hmm. it is with all of the other guys and they all addressed the
0: issue yeah. and we like look every single one there of them. are
1: two people here that are not in this for you not in this for the right reasons and we can't stand by and let this continue to happen when you don't know about it um which it was like it felt like last season <laughs> it felt yeah. like the bachelor um when everyone was trying to kind of warn him about uh, Brit and the other one that was.
0: Oh, I don't even remember. I know, real crazy. Anyway, that's how much I'm. How like, quickly we forget. I know <laughs> it's just like out of my mind. But this is anyways, how famous like, you actually aren't on this show. Yeah, I think that's like, a great just, point. <laughs> just keep just that in remember. mind. In two months, I will forget. Um,
1: but yes, I mean, it's very interesting to see just the how much they care mm-hmm. because they all know, like. They all know that all of them can't win. Yeah. It's only going to be one guy, but they all care enough to say, please. Take a look at these two guys. Take a look at these two guys. And so the end of the episode um, is basically Caitlyn confronting Clint about this. And then the episode cuts away. And now we have to wait for Monday. Um, So the evening of when this comes out, we'll find out. Yes. But so that ties into kind of your thoughts about a, a slight shift in how they've been editing and airing the episodes. Yeah.
0: They, they started this last season and oh, okay. they would do this very like occasionally in previous seasons. Like it'd be like maybe an episode a season where they wouldn't air the rose ceremony at the end of the episode. Okay. And this season it has been every, every one. Yeah. Um, including the first one we didn't even know which bachelorette yeah. in the first, at the end of the first episode. That's true. It was like two hours it of is, absolutely like, nothing. It <laughs> is
1: very awkward to have the beginning of an episode yeah. be the end of an event. Yeah. The rose ceremony is the end of an event. It's like at 3 a.m. <laughs> and someone leaves and then a whole new like day yeah. and series of dates and
0: events start. So it, feels a little disjointed it does it doesn't it doesn't flow as well like i mean outside of the annoyance of me not knowing who goes home especially at this level like i don't there's so many people still that when people go home i'm like wait who are you except (laughs) for one i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you there all right bring it
1: back tony the healer tony left on his own accord tony left on his own accord and it was amazing
0: (laughs)
2: Tony. Okay,
1: so they had like a sumo wrestling date, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) And he was so into it and so serious and was like, the sumo wrestler doesn't know what's coming to him. He's like a six... The sumo wrestler is like a 600-pound man, like four-time world champion sumo wrestler. Like, they're not messing around. And he totally just basically kicks Tony's butt. Then Tony runs away like a little child and he is sulking in the corner. And here's what's so annoying to me for someone who is so much about peace and love and energy and being so sensitive and nonviolent. And then he just causes all of this drama and is sulking in the corner and yelling at Caitlin when she approaches him and asks if everything's okay
0: McCall bullshit. Yep. Get off of this show. Yep. So we, my friend Tasha and I and her fiance, Mark, have a theory about Tony. And that is that he actually has severe anger issues and went to some kind of, like... Counseling, healing centers, some kind of, like, therapy that has brought him to be, like, the healer that he considers himself today and, like, how he really tries to live his life. Yeah. But that's why he has these, like, really, like, strong outbursts of, like, anger and frustration. Yeah. And he doesn't actually do anything harmful. Right. He's not – he isn't violent – but Other he's than the like, fighting the sumo wrestler, yeah, but. but he's like definitely has a ton of aggression, so yeah. that's our theory is that he actually has an aggression problem, yeah. and then at some point, like went to a therapy and found a way to like internalize that, or you know, yeah,
2: and it's then. not just
0: like f- it's not
1: as well rounded and integrated into his life, I think, as he thinks or yeah. wants it to be. But he, I
0: think that's a good point. He also went on a television show to compete.
1: For yeah. a girl's
0: heart. so yeah. With a black eye that he never explained. Anger problems. So that's, that's my Yeah. That's so the he, he and left and I was. He's gone. But that sweatshirt that he wore when he was leaving, I want that. That looks comfy. <laughs> it did look like a really comfortable sweatshirt. Put <laughs> that on with some yoga pants. Yeah. That's a really good point. So thanks,
1: Tony, for bringing us the sweatshirt we will try to find on the inter- interwebs maybe. Interwebs. Um. So, anyway, yeah, I am glad that he left. Um. Who is still left that you're like still into, or do you have your draft picks yet? We are
0: not doing the draft. Oh no! You decided against it. Tasha and Mark are getting married. So in, a little busy. in June, so they're, okay. they're busy. So it kind of fell to the wayside. Okay. But now you can just think about who you really like mm-hmm. without a draft. And I don't have to be stressed during episodes and be like, <laughs> kiss him, kiss him. Yeah. Give was, him the rose. <laughs> I was thinking about
1: it because you had said you'd wanted to pick Tony for the draft because of like weird, crazy way yeah. points work. And then when he was leaving, I was like, well, sorry, Polly, but hopefully <laughs> this gets you a lot of points this episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, okay. So who do you still like non-draft related? So I still love Ian, the Princeton runner. Oh yeah, he's so sweet. He's so sweet. He hasn't had a lot of screen time yet, but I think he might be in it for a while. So I feel good about him. Um, I still, of course, love Sean, the melted Ryan Gosling. Yes, he's beautiful and also sweet. And he got the um, group date rose, which I was like, yeah, you still love him, cool. So he's still he's still up there. And then I also am still all about Joshua, the welder. Okay. But I don't think Josh is going to be around for much longer. Um, why do you say that? He has confided to Caitlin that he's never been in love before. Um, and also, he told her most recently that he didn't kiss a girl until he was in college. And Caitlin's kind of, like, said in the last episode, she's like, Okay, so I understand now why this is moving slower than my other relationships with all the other guys, because she's made out with everyone. Yeah. Right on, Caitlin. Um, but she's basically was like, but we gotta like get this moving. And I just don't think his speed of relationship with her is going to move at a rate that is like works for the show. And I just think, I think he'll be around for a a few more weeks just because there's other people that we still don't even know because they've gotten no screen time, um, that will be taken off before he will. But I still like him. I think he's really sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, so I'm um, Ian, and I'm um, Sean is still my favorite. And then she, the one-on-one date um, that she did with Ben. Oh yeah, the, and they went to like a, the crazy like which horror was, room? That yeah, you, that was stressful.
0: It was one of the better dates that I've seen, and like, in adorable. Terms of, so like, it was cool like cool dates.
1: What the like the escape room yeah. phenomenon that's happening, and so they went and did that together, and just like. Basically put them both in very stressful, like, anxiety-driven things. So the funniest thing, though, I have to comment. The funniest thing I saw, I think it was on Twitter, was um, why is no one talking about the fact that the beginning of this, like, escape room, um, Caitlin opens the door and birds fly out? Uh Which I could sympathize Scared to death, and she freaked. She, the f- has, but she bird has tattoos. She has bird tattoos, and like the and she explained it in the the first episode, which was great. And she was very like very passionate like, about the symbolism to her. to her. But she's. <laughs> Scared to death of actual birds, which I just thought, like, when I saw that comment on the internet, I literally <laughs> snorted out loud and was just like, oh, yeah, that's a good question.
0: <laughs> so I, we, we discussed that when we watched Tasha, Mark, and I watched the episode. So.
1: Yeah. If anyone has theories, uh, I just, it's really crazy to me. Um, and then now I'm blanking. Was it the other Ben? That kind of did the best on the group date. Yes, it was. With so the, the Ben, Ben from Denver. Yes, who I have really liked. He's very sweet. He's very sweet. So they, she basically pranked them without but, pranking. She didn't ever tell, tell them. them. Yeah, she never tell them it was a prank ever. Which I think is crazy. It's why didn't she tell them when they were all in the room? So she took them all to a room and told them they were going to be substitute teachers, and then they had to teach sex ed. And about like the male and female anatomy,
0: and um, it these was, kids are asking like all of these graphic the kids questions. were intense, <laughs> and I and we're sitting there watching and being like, there is no way this is. I'm like these are actors. I'm like so there's here's, no way this is actors. Here's what I was happening. trying to think of.
1: I was like. What parent would sign a release no. to let this happen? Child so actors. Then, <laughs> so then she, it like cuts away to her and she was like, ha what they don't know is that I hired all of these actors and they're, we're totally pranking them. But then she never, never. tells them. But anyway, <laughs> that was crazy. That was just crazy. But Ben, Ben H, Ben H? Or I think Ben, ben H. H. I don't know. Ben from Denver. Was so sweet and good and like wasn't embarrassed and he could talk about it. Um, Ben H Ben H. Denver. Okay, and and she like was totally into it. And all of the guy, all of the other guys on that group day were even like, Oh, yeah, he's killing it. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, He's got this down. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was so good. Like, he, he was got- so good. So I thought that was cute. So I want to see him go a little bit further just yeah. to see more because he hasn't gotten a ton of airtime, well, especially
0: since he's Denver and not a douchebag. Yes, and our other Denverite is. Douchey agreed. Ugh. okay. Well, we'll find out what happens with all of that. So, a new summer show started since our last Yay-ish. podcast. Yay ish. Oh, yay ish. Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Go ahead. What is it? It's So You Think You Can Dance. So You Do Think You Can Dance with a new judging panel and a uh, new I format. Just wanna-
1: I just want to preface this because I'm about to get I'm about to get real upset. Um you last year converted me to being kind of like a fanatic. I mean, I want to be clear and upfront about this because <laughs> I'm all about
0: transparency, <laughs> open communication. Um
1: just for the listeners, Polly and I watched the entire season last year. And then proceeded to purchase <laughs> tickets and attend a live performance of the Top 10 Dancers from So You Think
0: You Can Dance when they came to Denver, Colorado. And we also purchased those tickets, I think, six months in advance.
1: We purchased them <laughs> the day they went on sale. The hour they went on there were a lot of freakouts because I was supposed to be in charge, and then I had a meeting I couldn't get out of. So then Polly had to buy them or something. It was crazy, and then it was at the first bank center in Broomfield, and it was basically empty, and it was basically a high school recital. That is a story for a different day. The We've point, actually told that story
0: on the podcast we, before. We
1: did tell that story in a never aired, oh yeah, <laughs> never, never aired pilot podcast episode. I forgot. Which will likely never be aired. I'm
0: um, like, why are we explaining this, Shelby? We recorded this. Nope, no, so we decided we, it
1: was terrible. We
0: didn't. <laughs> the episode was terrible.
1: Um, Anyway, okay, so I just want to preface that because I want you to explain what's going on in this new season, and then I will proceed to explain that I am upset about it.
0: Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> there is a new judging panel. So previously, um, there were only two regular judges, judges uh, Nigel Lithgow, who is an executive producer of the show, and Mary Murphy, who is a ballroom dancer and really loud and obnoxious, but we all still kind of love her, even though we hate her at the same time. And then they yeah. rotated in guest judges each um, episode. Yep. So right now, we're in the audition phase. Um And, again, they would normally rotate judges during these different city auditions across the country. And we are told in the very beginning of the episode by Kat Daly, the the host, that there is a new permanent judging, coaching New permanent judging panel. Um, So it's still Nigel Lithgow, of course, executive producer. He's not going to kick himself off the judging panel. He wouldn't think so. And then Paula Abdul... Yes, you heard that right. Paula Abdul. This is now her new career is judging reality competition shows. And then Jason Drula? Drula? Is that how you say his last name? That's a really good question. All right, I don't know that I care. Nope, don't. Um There's also a new format that I don't totally understand, so I don't know how great I'm gonna be at explaining it. But basically, it is going to be street dancers versus stage dancers. Yes. So the stage dancers are going to be like contemporary, jazz, tap, ballroom. Though have we seen any ballroom? One, One. additions. Um, so anything that's like a more classically trained dancers on the stage team, and then on the street team is when you got your skills on the street. Yep. So like animation, hip hop, all of the other things that are included. Crumping. Juking. Jo, 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 what was it? It was Memphis. Uh, it was a Memphis yeah. style. Yeah, I don't joking. know. Um, but okay. I don't totally understand how it works, just that every week so, a street dancer goes home and a stage dancer goes home. Yeah,
1: but they're also competing against each other yeah. and within their groups. So I don't – I
0: here's the only and, part of this that I can understand. And they have coaches. Twitch is the coach of the, yeah. the street team and Travis Wall is the – yes. And I, I'm Coach cool. of the Stage team. I'm cool with those. Love Travis Wall and Twitch. and Twitch. Great choices.
1: So I understand the the problem they were trying to address, which was last year a lot of the time this happened was that during auditions, you have these absolutely amazing quote unquote street dancers that did not have the technical skills in in any other style mm-hmm. because they do not dance any other style yeah. and yet then you would audition um a contemporary dancer who has been dancing like classical ballet since she was 2 and then also has taken at least Ten no, classes in every, every other, other dance style. Because
0: that's
2: how so it works. <laughs> while she's
1: probably not a great hip hop dancer, she could do it. Yeah. If needed. Yeah. And so you found that a lot of the really great, kind of authentic hip hop dancers were not making it further in the auditions because they were asking them to do all of the styles and they couldn't, they couldn't do do it. that as well as quickly. If you had given them a week, yeah, probably. But you gave them an hour to learn a contemporary or a jazz routine, and they're like, "No, what?" Yeah. Um, So I know that I know that that's the problem they're trying to address is is getting people as far as possible in the um, style that they have the expertise in. However, I don't know that what they've created is a solution to that problem. So
0: are they only going to dance? They're still going to dance choreography, aren't they, the street t- dancers? They have to. Or what, what like, else? Are, are they just going to improv every single... They have to. It has to be routine. So it's still, at some level, they still have to be able to pick up choreography.
1: Yeah. And I don't know that it's the choreography that's the problem. It's like the like the technicality yeah. of like going from... From hip-hop to ballroom, like whatever they were asking them to do since um, they were, would always last year be dancing a different style every week.
0: So are they only going to dance? I don't know.
1: Like are they only going to do hip-hop routines? Because I don't want
0: that. I don't. I like diversity. It's part of the reason I like the show is I like to see all the different types of dancing. Yeah, not just contemporary, not just hip hop, not yeah. just definitely not just ballroom, <laughs> or any ballroom for that <laughs> we matter. We could get rid of ballroom.
1: <laughs> Pass.
0: Um, I don't
1: know. so okay. So this kind of leads into my other big, my other big complaint, which is why I actually have yet to finish the first episode yeah. because, um, with the new judging panel. So what I immediately loved about this show was that it was about the dancing and I I put that in full context of I know nothing about dancing (laughs) and so like I have watched it with a friend who is a professional ballet dancer and she would just be like Shelby please stop it stop this is not stop like they're adorable but stop you know like it wasn't as technical as folks that are professional dancers now because they're going through a reality show to try to get their break in the game or whatever. But still, to me on the outside, like, it was about the dancing. The critiques of the judges were always incredibly constructive and positive. And even if they were telling them something terrible, it was really helpful feedback and like, hey, go check out this element of your craft for one more year and come back. Yep. Um, it never, they weren't ever mean. mocking people that I can remember. They weren't mean. They weren't showing all the crazy people just to get ratings like they do on American Idol. Yep. Hmm. I wonder if that has changed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, bringing Paula uh, Abdul on, I just, uh, I don't think she's a good addition. I think she's going to take away from the dancers, um, she's making fun of dancers yeah. at, uh, during their audition. There was an audition that I don't even know if you have seen where she just laughs and laughs. And I did see that one. Yeah. At the sky before he even starts dancing. Like, just at how he looks. I mean, it must yeah. be how he looks. And then she, like, overcompensates.
1: Was like a tall, like, gangly white kid who was coming in to try out for this, the street team.
0: Yeah. And she's just giggling nonstop. And then she's like, it's not you. It's not you. And then, like, starts to overcompensate. It's like, I just love your outfit. I just love your outfit. It's, oh, you're amazing. And it's like, stop. Like, this isn't... This isn't the point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there was another,
1: um, there was another guy who got up with just so much energy and they were basically making fun of him and they were like, yeah, you're okay at dancing. You'd be really great at doing like workout videos. And then they call women up from the audience. To go be in the background of his quote unquote workout video, and then she proceeds because that's clearly not enough mocking someone. She proceeds to pretend to get a phone call and then is like, "Oh, it's Richard Simmons, and he wants to talk to you about making a workout video." It was. I think that was the point when I turned it off because it just wasn't like it was just kind of gross to
0: me. It was mean. Yeah. I'm hoping that as after we get through the auditions that it's a different kind of mentality once we have the dancers on the show. Yeah. That's my hope. But auditions are going to be hard to get through if this is how they're going to do them. Yeah. Um,
1: And I haven't – I tried to do a quick search of, like, what others are – like, what other fans and critics have been thinking about our first glimpse of the judging panel – and the only, thing, the only thing that I saw, which I love, because it came from a fake Liz Lemon Twitter account, <laughs> which, like, makes this even better. But the quote was just, like, they're worse than the Dancing with the Stars judges, which is saying something. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a really great point. Like, this is no longer about the dancing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Not, so, I'm not
0: happy about it.
1: I don't know. I just don't... Yeah, I don't know how I... Well, I know how I feel. Like, I'm going to stick it out because I hope that it gets better. But, like, why did no one call Christina Applegate? Yeah.
0: Where, where were you, Christina? Christina, are you what too are busy? you doing? Did you decline? We should tweet at her. Her Wikipedia does say that
1: she's, like, filming something right now. But, okay, we're going to tweet at her once we get done with this. Yes. Please, everyone... Join us. Join us because if you would have seen her last season, she is amazing. Amazing. She is incredibly talented as a dancer, has a background in dance, and just loves the show and the purpose and the dance so much. She was the best guest judge last year all the time. So, So we're going to have to start some sort of Twitter campaign. Christina, please just like walk up, go up to Paula and be like, you out." out. And then just sit in her seat and it'll be all cool. I agree. All right. Well, I think I'm done with that. Dumb.
0: Done. Yeah. We have something exciting now.
1: We do have something exciting. So we are going to do a totally cool new kind of segment. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will have a special guest with us. Welcome back. So over the break, we have been joined by our ninja in training and I will say Midwestern master, uh, Carolyn Kraut. Hey, Carolyn. Thanks for joining us to talk about this very awesome topic today.
2: Hey, Carolyn. Oh, sorry. Hi, ladies. (laughs) Hi. You should be
0: sorry for interrupting me. (laughs) (laughs) It's inappropriate. (laughs) It happens all the time.
1: (laughs) Um, So today we just wanted to cover, we've talked about... My favorite summer show, which is American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> We've talked about it a couple of times in previous episodes and um, just like crazy strength, and I don't even know how to describe it. Um, but obstacle course craziness, there's qualifying rounds and they go to final rounds, and it's just super intense. Um, but Carolyn, we wanted to have you on today because you have an interesting connection to American Ninja Warrior. Do you wanna just explain for everyone?
2: Yeah. So, um, I'm an engine training. Not really. Oh, Oh, Um, okay. (laughs) Like, is there more? (laughs) I got really excited. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I do have a connection. Um, there's this guy in, I'm from Finley, Ohio. Well, I live in Finley, Ohio. Yes. And, uh, there's this guy, Jim Steffen, who, um... His bio says he competed twice. He says he competed on the show twice. I only see one highlight reel for him. So (laughs) I don't know who's telling the truth. Interesting. Yeah. But um, so he has, uh, he's just kind of a local celebrity. He's had a lot of different businesses um, around town, typically fitness related, except he did at one point own a hot dog cart. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. (laughs) In Finley. In Finley. Okay. He he had a, a hot dog cart that he would cart around town to um like Marathon Oil or corporate headquarters uh for Marathon Oil and uh Whirlpool probably. Yeah, maybe Cooper Tire. Sure. And sure, all, he hits all the big ones. <laughs> um and then he eventually did have an actual restaurant for oh. hot dogs. Uh- um <laughs> I'm not exactly sure when he figured out that didn't really fit his whole, um, you know, fitness lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he, uh, he doesn't have that hot dog card anymore. But uh, his, his whole deal is just making fitness fun. And he's a motivational speaker and he works with kids and, and uh, corporate events. Um, but most importantly, he owns a gym in town. It's called XT Fitness and uh, he has just all these crazy ninja obstacle courses set up. And uh, I've been going to the gym for maybe a month. And um, it's just so fun. I can't even tell you how fun it is. (laughs) So how
1: did you start? I mean, you've always kind of been very active in fitness with running and triathlons, um, but never, when I was in Ohio at least, never kind of the gym and strength that I assume is related to a ninja training course.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of that. Yeah, um I I started out doing um 5Ks and then graduated to half marathons and realized that running is really boring. So I started doing triathlons. <laughs> but then I was getting injured a lot, like a lot of knee problems, and I did a lot of research and obviously strength training is important in that and I just wasn't doing it. So, um I was working with a personal trainer friend of mine down in Columbus. Um, She, like, gave me a workout plan, and I would do that. And that was great for 12 weeks, but then the time was over. And then I just couldn't really – I found that I was spending more time researching what I was supposed to be doing than actually doing it. (laughs) I'm a pro at that. (laughs) Yeah. It was a problem. Yeah. So then um, I was just doing some research, and I thought about finding a personal trainer here, but that's really expensive. Um, and then I think I just, maybe searching Facebook, um, I just found this gym. Yeah. And, uh, it sounded really cool. And it wasn't even the ninja part that, that drew me to it because <laughs> disclaimer, I've only seen one episode. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. So, um, okay, I obviously know that the show exists. I know what it's about. I was just never really into it until I did some of it. So, uh, okay. That's the story. Yeah. So,
1: okay, well, we're going to have to address that in a second, obviously. <laughs> um, but what are the obstacles like uh, that he has set up in the gym or that you've tried? Um, and I was wondering, yeah. like, uh, I'll add a 12 billionth question. You can answer them all at once. But okay. like, are there other folks at the gym that are actually training or trying out this year? Or is it more... Like genuinely, people there for fun and as like an added component to their fitness.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of both. Um, he does have—I assume he does some private training, but there is a four o'clock class that is just for ninja training because apparently ninjas don't have day jobs and sure. they can <laughs> just go to the gym at four <laughs> at o'clock, four o'clock and, in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's fine. Yeah, um, but he also does kid ninja training. Oh. And, like, birthday parties. It's adorable. Oh, my gosh. um, But then the rest of the time, they just have, like, group exercise classes. And we focus a lot on, like, functional movements and um, basically, like, a lot of squats, a lot of pull-ups that I can't do. (laughs) Um, Because, if you'll notice, the ladies on the show, the one episode that I watched, they have a lot of trouble with the uh, upper body stuff. It's just hard for us. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just a lot of stuff with plates and squats and uh, a lot of burpees. <laughs> so many burpees. Um, what was your other question? Um, are there obstacles that you've tried? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, he, like I said, I think I've been going there for about two months, and they've only had obstacles um, integrated maybe about twice. I think they break that out on Saturdays. They're okay. always busy on Saturdays. But I'm going tomorrow, so maybe they'll have more open. Um, They have, um, like, teeter-totter things where you, like, have to just run across a teeter-totter really quickly and keep your balance. Yeah. Um, He's had some – so, like, you would do that, and then you would, like, jump across tires, like big tractor tires. Okay. And then – This sounds so crazy. Yeah, just a lot of jumping and, uh, like, climbing rope walls and um, sure. trying to think what else. <laughs> you know, basic ninja stuff. <laughs> um,
1: okay, so clearly we need to address that you've only seen one episode. As I yeah. have mentioned before, I am a large, excited fan. Uh, Fanatic seems too strong because I don't know all of their names. Sure. But I do know most of them. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's well, o- then I
2: have questions for you later when we get to that. Yeah,
1: so there's, only, there's been two episodes this season. They did a qualifying round in Venice and then the qualifying round um, in, in Kansas, Kansas city, city, which uh, I believe is the new city because they used to do that in Denver right across from where my office is, and they did not come to Denver was, this year, yeah, was, and I'm really bummed about it.
2: Did you um, ever see them live?
1: I never could get tickets, um, and the one time there were tickets available, it was for the, like – 2 a.m. taping on like a weekday. And I mean, let's be clear. She's I not a fanatic. Fanatic dedicated yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> to this cause. I really wasn't quite there yet. <laughs> now this year I was like, I could do it. Like it'll be fine. I have to go and like take photos for my niece and nephew. They'd love it. Um but then they aren't coming here. Um but it's yeah, fine. so what like what are your thoughts from the one episode in Polly? You're a new watcher. Two, you've still only An- seen
0: one
2: episode? No, I'm a new regular watcher.
0: A
1: new
2: regular watcher. <laughs> well, so- we had it set up to record, but I don't know why it didn't record the Venice. Oh. You said that was the first one? Yeah, I think Venice. So I saw the Kansas City show.
1: Okay, that's oh my- episode two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that was the better one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, because all, all my Denver veteran favorites were on the Kansas yeah. City one.
2: I've got to ask you what the deal is with um, – Dr. Stretch Armstrong and his crew. Hashtag Wolfpack. Yeah. What's what's the deal? They are these adorable
1: grown ass men (laughs) who (laughs) have been training. And like, I think some of them have competed at least six or seven times and all gone pretty far. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think after the first couple of years, they kind of found out that they all are from the same area. And a couple of them are all, I mean, The thing out in Colorado, we have a lot of, um, climbers, like a lot of rock climbing. I don't know what technical terms they use to describe themselves, (laughs) but I feel like that's a whole community. So some of them knew each other and they all then just kind of started training together.
0: And this is a competition geared. It's like made for rock climbers. Yeah,
1: they do really well. They do really well. So my favorite out of that crew is Brian Arnold and he went the furthest last year, um, The guy that wears the doctor, like that, wears his scrubs. Kind of is weird to me. I don't understand. Oh, he's the weird one. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, clearly. (laughs) I'm not sure who else you'd be referring to. The rest of them are all kind of normal. I don't know.
2: I mean, the the sideburns guy. I don't. I don't know his name, but the sideburns
0: yoga rock climber guy.
2: I don't know his name but I clearly you didn't. just
0: describes like half the population of Colorado. <laughs> you've, you've basically described
1: <laughs> western Colorado. Oh. Boy. So that didn't narrow it down for me. And maybe that's it. Like he does not stand
2: out to me as being weird because
1: he looks like every other guy on the street here.
2: <laughs> here's what I did. here's what I didn't like about it. I didn't like his hubris. I didn't like how he he just took time to pause and strike a pose and clearly I guess maybe he's enjoying himself but That just kind of seemed like a dick move.
1: Yeah. Is that why... So, Polly, um, you had commented earlier that you don't root for the veterans. I
0: don't. So, I... Just to backtrack a little bit. So, I have watched a number of American Ninja Warriors so much so that I actually do recognize most of the veterans, but I've never been a regular watcher. So it's never been a show that I'm like, yes, episode three is coming on tomorrow night. Um, (laughs) who would do that weirdos? Shelby. (laughs) And that's why I have started to record them. Um, but I haven't seen the Kansas city one. So I haven't seen those veterans yet. Okay. Um, I found myself and I, this is, this happens in other circumstances as well. But I found myself um, rooting against these elite veterans that they have these huge promos about how far they went in previous years, how amazing they are. And they get up there and they're kind of cocky and like showboating a little bit. And then they go out on the second obstacle and I laugh and I cheer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It yeah, is-
2: so that brings me to my other question. Yeah. Is, do you find yourself... Normally, rooting for them to fail because I know I do. I (laughs) well, (laughs) I do, except clearly, does I do with the elite veterans because
0: I don't know, there's something that's a little um pretentious about having this be the only thing that you work towards. Not that all of these people are solely training to be ninjas, um, some of them are though, but
2: um, and just repeats a lot of their backstory too, yeah.
0: And just their, the showboat. The douchier they Yeah, yeah the, the douchier, douchier they, they are. are. No, I want you to fall even harder. The only time that that is not true for me is um, with the women. Because it's so. Like, the obstacles are basically made to make it almost impossible for women to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> and so few women do. So that when there are really great women and they get really far or even complete the course and very few exceptions, I get really excited because that's. Really badass. Um, so I cheer for, I cheer for all of the women. But the elite <laughs> men just have kind of that douchiness to yeah. them that makes me want yeah. them to I'm, fall on the like <laughs> jumping. What's the the leapfrog? <laughs> I'm like fall on the leapfrog. Oh <laughs> fall yeah, on the first obstacle. So
1: yeah, I mean, there's definitely some veterans that like when they get out there and are all cocky about it, and then they do exit to the competition on the <laughs> second or third obstacle. I'm like not upset about it as much as like uh like Brian Arnold is one he's from Brighton Colorado and mm-hmm. is one of the veterans that does really well but in all of his like at least prior years his promos like he seems very humble and like just dedicated and his family is always there and i'm like a sucker when your whole family is there. But um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like are there so probably like loving shabbing. and I okay yes, so I sob through this entire like athletic competition show while also eating ice cream. And I was like a total hot mess. Like this is amazing. Oh my god. Look at them leap frogs. This ice cream I Grab should be like <laughs> Should be doing push ups. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Get that upper body straight. But, like, I just think there's some crazy, like, people have really amazing stories about what's happening in their life or how they overcome things or how they've turned their lives around. And I just like to hear about it. And I just send them my love and a lot of tears. But there's one guy that I legitimately think is crazy. (laughs) And I think you would have, Polly, you would have seen him because I think he was in Venice. And spoiler alert, Carolyn, a guy breaks his Ugh. leg. Ugh. Okay, <laughs> it made me he into my broke stomach. his leg. Did two more obstacles,
0: Ugh.
1: one of which involved a trampoline, Ugh. and then finally gave up. And not because he gave up, but because he hit the water. Um, because so he, he was like eliminated because he fell because the trampoline tried to kill him, and then they, he wouldn't let them. Like take him to the hospital because his sister was running soon and he wanted to stay and wait for her. So they've got like him sort of all wrapped up and he's just like cheering and coaching her and screaming from the sidelines. And up until that point, I, like, was just like, ugh, dude, take care of yourself. And then he was, like, giving his sister tips, and she was, like, looking to him for advice. And I'm like, look at how amazing <laughs> these siblings are!
2: See, he sounds like an amazing train wreck. When I, <laughs> it, really,
0: it really is. Just, when I watch that, and sometimes the announcers are a little bit too much for me as well. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how that's possible. I know. But, um, like, he broke his leg and very clearly, like hurt himself very badly and when the announcers are being like it's just pain it only lasts for a little while i'm like actually guys he could do really serious like <laughs> damage damage to himself <laughs> that could like prevent him from being this type of athlete ever again so maybe he shouldn't jump on a trampoline yeah with a like clearly very busted up leg so some of that stuff is a little like it's, okay yeah it's yes pain crazy. is only temporary Kind of. <laughs> I guess it depends on your perspective.
2: Um, yeah. Probably you were just talking about the uh, co-host. I was trying to Google um, the uh, the former football player because I oh, couldn't yeah. remember if he's a former Packer or not. I he know he has a, rape- a brother. He was
0: the announcer or the guy that ran? Oh, you didn't uh, see The that announcer.
2: Nice. And with the the name that I cannot Google because I don't know how to say it or spell it. <laughs> I like Akbar Mila. I maybe? like.
1: I, don't I wanted to talk about the co-host, but I was like, I can't pronounce the guy's name to save my life. So I just am not going to bring it up. But that oh, didn't yeah, work. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. I just call him Akbar. Uh, Akbar. Akbar. Does it say? I also can't see who he. Um, who he played for we could probably just google that let me do that um yeah i think they're kind of ridiculous but i also like love when they're genuinely like freaking out about somebody like (laughs) doing really well or on like the verge of messing up and the camera like pans to their face and they're just Mm -hmm. like genuinely in shock which i just think is really funny um and i'm also fairly positive that uh the football player akbar I, he, I know he has a favorite and it's megan who was on the oh, kansas yeah. city episode
0: so mm. um just a quick insert akbar played for the oakland raiders san diego chargers and my miami dolphins he was a defensive end
2: okay so his brother then played for the packers for a short time
0: oh okay who
1: and there were two two or three um Current and former NFL players that that ran the course this year. The, um, mm-hmm. the Seattle Seahawks kicker. Punter. Uh, punter. Because I had him on my fantasy ugh. team for a while, and then I was like, ugh, get off of my team. I, <laughs> I hate the Seahawks. Uh, John Ryan, I think. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Um, he ran the course, and he made it maybe halfway.
0: Yeah, he didn't make it.
1: And he was just like, I just want to show the world that us – people that just
2: kicked the football were athletes too and I'm like punters are people too punters are people too punters are people too new t-shirt idea Mm. Uh, I think Rich Eisen beat you to it no eh sorry ruin that that's
1: okay (laughs) I really don't care about that guy or my t-shirt idea that was awesome
0: I think it's fantastic
1: all right no it is a great idea (laughs) it's just it's been done already (laughs) Thanks, Carolyn. <laughs> Anytime. And that's all the time we have for you today.
2: <laughs> Bye.
1: <laughs> um, so just any final wrap-up thoughts. Uh, do you think at some point in the future, closing question, that you are going to try out for American <laughs> Ninja Warrior?
2: Shelby. Uh, and Polly. Do you remember that thing I said earlier about how I can't even do a pull <laughs> The, so I'm going to let you do the math on that.
0: You're okay. going gonna to so, train yes. in rapid time and you're going to
2: be, yeah, awesome. Okay. Well, it's just. And we'll be there with science. Is, so let me. All right. I have a, I have a closing question for you. <laughs> what is the purpose? What do they win? What do they do? Do they get money? A million dollars. They win a million dollars. If oh. they win, there and, might not be a winner. No. And what? they would get the label at,
1: at, for now of first American, American Ninja Warrior. Also, okay, I know that was a closing question, but I have one more thing, which is that, like, the top six guys, and it could be females, I just don't think it has been yet. It hasn't. Maybe. It won't be. Um, But the top six of them, they now do, like, an international competition in the, quote-unquote, off-season. It was originally just U.S. versus Japan, and then last year, there was just, like, it expanded to a, like, quote-unquote, European team. (laughs) So then it was the U.S. (laughs) Versus Japan versus Europe. Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. And then and they hold it in Venice at um like the I assume permanently set up course. (laughs) Um. And I think the first year they did it, the U.S. beat Japan, and last year, I believe that Europe won. So I I assume that those guys are making money from doing that and doing the promotions for that. But no one has actually officially finished. The, course. the final course
0: yet. So
2: okay.
0: that million dollars is just waiting for well, you, they Carol the Kraut. They doubled it because initially it was 50000 or $500,000. <laughs> can't do math. <laughs> um, and no one won it. So they're like, and now we're doubling it for this season. Oh. Yeah. that's So if s- no one wins, it might be $2 million next this year. This is getting crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: So see it's if great. you start now, Carolyn...
0: Maybe so. It could be $6 million by the time you're running the course. Yeah. (laughs) You don't sound enthusiastic, but I think you're going to do it. So (laughs) we'll be your cheerleaders.
1: I will definitely be there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Keep up your ninja training, and we'll have to check back in after a few episodes if you ever watch them and if you ever try more obstacles at your gym.
0: Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. All right, so that was fun. Um, Just to finish us out, we have our rumor roundup. Yay, rumor
1: roundup! Um, so the first, so the story that I have for rumor roundup, um, is a little bit, a little bit uh, depressing. Yeah. So. I don't know if you've seen this, but CBS has started a new reality show, unfortunately, um, called The Briefcase. Um, it is disgusting. Um, so basically, uh, I have seen, and a, a friend of mine posted this on Facebook, which is how I heard about it, and calling it out as poverty porn, which I agree with. Like it's just a kind of about. Um, manipulation and anxiety. Um, They're pulling in families, quote unquote, middle class, but families that are struggling with debt and trying to overcome a lot of financial obstacles that have far reaching consequences into your life when that is a struggle. And they're pulling in these families. And initially they're saying that you're going to be on a documentary about like kind of the financial times in the U S and then once they get them on board, um, there'll be two families that participate at a time per episode and each family will get taken a briefcase from one of the producers that has, um, what is it? A hundred and one thousand dollars. And they are basically told this money is yours. Here's what you can do with it. You can keep it all. And use it for however you want. Mm-hmm. You could split it up because there is actually a family just like you. And they're not telling them that that other family is getting the same briefcase. So they're saying there's another family just like you on this documentary. Oh, that makes me so angry. And you can split it in any way you want with them. Or you could give all of the money away. What are you going to do? And then from my understanding, it just like leaves it to them to sit and struggle with the stress and anxiety of do you keep it all and then have america think you're selfish bastards do you give it away and like continue with the struggle that you're going through do you like just it is so disgusting to me i don't even know how to describe it there is an article about it that i'll share just about how much it's exploiting what's happening across mm-hmm. the country um and just, it feels like a very new low to me for yeah. reality TV.
0: No, it's awful. It Do not watch it. We will not be. Yeah. We won't hate watch it. There's nothing not, about this that no. deserves any viewership. So, yeah. Please tune your TVs off yes. during this. I, yeah, I think that's kind of the only
1: advice. Um, the friend that had posted about this on Facebook um, works in the kind of TV industry and and one of her friends commented and said that he actually worked on this show as a PA or something and and he, his only comment was like, I worked on this show. It is worse than you could imagine. Mm. And her, you know, there was kind of a dialogue back and forth about, like, you mean it's seriously worse and they didn't just, like, in post-production edit this all together to make it sound terrible and he was like, oh no. It is genuinely this bad. So, Please don't watch. We'll post the article in the show notes so you can just read what we're talking about and, and be disgusted yeah. and not not tune in and give them any sort of ratings. Yeah. Um, so what about a happier, happier update
0: in Rumor yeah. Roundup? Yes. Um, so you might have to take this because I am not a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. Ugh, we will discuss that in a whole other episode. <laughs> um, so we both
1: had come across this the other day that uh, Eddie Redmayne, uh, the the new the Oscar-winning actor, mm-hmm. um, which we discussed before too. But anyway, it has been finally. Um, public news, end of all of the speculation, that Eddie Redmayne is going to star in a new Harry Potter spinoff that's going to happen um, called The Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And so he is going to play New um, Scamander. And so this is a book that Harry and the gang Mm -hmm. in Harry Potter use and study from about all of the beasts in the magical world. And so I think it's just really awesome. I didn't have... I didn't hear any of the speculation even. I just heard when this came out yeah. um, that they're going to have this spin spinoff uh, movie. And I think there's still discussion about whether it's going to be um, a three-part series or shorter. But hmm. they're planning on doing kind of a whole series with yeah. this. So I'm super pumped. And as a huge Harry Potter fan, I cannot
0: wait. I'll probably tune – I'll watch. Yeah. Yeah, you will. I mean, there's of course I'll watch. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um and then another thing, I'm just behind the times on see rumor roundup everybody is a time for me to learn the rumors. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I tell Polly what she's supposed to be paying attention to. I just watched The Bachelorette. No. <laughs> yes. It's not true at all. <laughs> Um, so tell me about the late show and what's, Uh, what's going on and what came
1: out. So we finally are starting to hear more from Stephen Colbert, um, after he left and the Colbert show ended, um, because he's going to do the late show. So all of this is now starting to come out, and he um, introduced the late show. The website is up. There is a podcast that's really funny. Um, But he has this really amazing, and I don't want to, like, spoil it too much, so we will post a link to the video, but he does an introduction to the show, and it's all about the beard that he grew (laughs) in his kind of break called the Cole Beard. And it's just it's awesome. Um, do yourselves all a favor and take a look if you didn't watch it. So we'll post we'll post a
0: link up for you. Awesome. And I will watch it too.
1: Yeah, we'll post that link for Polly to pay attention. <laughs> to
0: catch up with. Um, so
1: I think that is it. We've had a really um, fun time doing this episode. Thanks again to Carolyn. If you have any comments for her, um, we will make sure to – Kind of put you in touch. You can find her online at CM Kraut. Um, but otherwise, check out our show notes. Again, we'll post those videos and a couple links to the briefcase story and about Eddie Redmain at sunriserobot.net slash likely story slash 10. Woo! Because it's double digits, double digits, y'all! Uh, so, you know, we love interacting with you. We've asked for a lot of things from you today, including nickname ideas for Polly. Help me. Any feedback for Carolyn at CM Kraut. Um, you can find me, as you know, at Shelby
0: Elizabeth on Twitter, or just look me up on Facebook. And I'm at Polly and K on Twitter, and I'm also available on the book of faces, the book of
1: faces. Uh, we would also, um be nowhere without the support of our listeners. So major kudos to our Patreon supporters, Bruce Edwards and Andreas Langa. Thanks y'all. Bye guys.